Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, Fan Sided Daily DDT, my man. How you doing? Doing great, brother. How about you? Doing good, man. Kick a plane. Uh, you can find Graham as always on Twitter at WrestleRant. Again, great work for both Bleacher Report and Fan Sided DDT. Go ahead and check it out. Find myself, Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, letter J-C-R-U-Z on both IG and Twitter. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on Amazon Music, as well as Cruise Control Podcast on YouTube. Uh, also on TikTok at 2 Out of 3 Falls Pod and Wrestling Basement Pod. So, Graham, we are taping this on Friday, May 26th. Tomorrow will be Night of Champions. Sunday will be All or Nothing. So, really pretty big weekend for for pro wrestling um as a fan and someone who covers the sport um are you torn about like which one you're going to watch more cover more or you are you plan to take in both both shows looking to take in both shows i'm looking forward to all the shows this weekend um they both look like good shows on paper night of champions has a pretty good card which we'll get into double or nothing as you know a lot of matches as usual. Not as many as it normally does, but like I said to you before we hit record here, don't want to jinx it because they could always add more in the next 48 hours. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that show. Um, NXT <coughs> is running one of its live specials at the same time as Double or Nothing because of course they fucking are. Uh, I would typically 99 times out of 100 watch Double or Nothing before the NXT show, but I'll actually be at the NXT show because I'm working on a piece about NXT right now. And it's in Massachusetts, which is not far from where I am in Connecticut. So I'll be nice. at that show. I have to catch up on Double or Nothing after the fact. So I'll probably have to watch it at some point on Monday. But uh, beyond that, though, I'm looking forward to all the shows. And, uh, I mean, for most people, it shouldn't really be much of a um, uh, choice or not choice, but decision to uh, watch Double or Nothing over the NXT show. Thankfully, right. the WWE shows at, like, for us on the East Coast anyway, at, like, 1 p.m. on Saturday. And even if you have plans and you're busy, you can always catch up on it later and skip right. through all the bullshit. So. It's a pretty good deal, which I like. Well, I'll be real. I'm going to try to engulf and everything. I know that there's NBA playoffs still going on. They got it's a busy a weekend, yeah. Conference finals, Boston, Miami going to game six. So it's going to be a very busy Saturday. I'm going to try to take in everything. Um, but again, let's start off with Night of Champions. They, they start off first. Uh, real quick, we got seven matches. Um, Pretty pretty good matches. I'm gonna go through the whole card real quick. You got Becky and Trish. You got Rhea and uh, Natalia for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca, Asuka for the Royal Women's Title. Gunther against Mustafa Ali for the IC Title. Cody against Brock. Seth against AJ to um, you know for the World Heavyweight Championship. And then you got the Tag Team Championship between KO and Sammy against Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. So. If there's a match or two that you feel like could be the match of the night that can steal the show or a match you feel like you're most interested in at this point, which one or which ones would that be? They're touting the show as a three main event pay-per-view or premium live event, whatever they call it now, uh, between the Brock Cody match, the tag title match, and the world heavyweight title match. I'm really looking forward to AJ and Seth, not only because, I mean, it's pretty clear cut. I think Rollins will win. We'll get into that. Um, but then the match will be great. It's to crown a first ever world heavyweight champion. So it's a pretty significant match. I hope they have it closed the show. They probably won't. Um, but if you really want to make this championship feel important, it's the only male world championship match on the show. So you probably should close with it. They probably won't though. Uh, Cody and Brock. I like their first match. I'm looking forward to the rematch, maybe a bit more intensity this time and they can take it to the next level and the tag title match with the drama involved in there and the storytelling and, 
you know, I'm not a big fan of Roman not defending his championships on the literal thousandth day that he is the universal champion. He hits a thousand days and they're not even doing anything with it, which is ridiculously dumb. That's right. Uh, today is day 9999. But anyway, that match should be good. So uh, any one match, probably AJ and Rollins. So the rest of the card looks like it is, uh, you know, a bunch of potential, though. Okay, so I would say I will go with um, I'll go with Bianca, I'll go with Rhea, I'll go with Gunther. Okay, I think KO and Sammy retain the tag titles. I think Brock beats Cody this this time. Becky and Trish, that might seem Becky's way, even though I, I wouldn't mind Trish winning. And I think the toss up of the night would be Seth and AJ because um. I had Benjamin Cruz last week from the ringer on, and we we, we, uh, we were talking about, you know, could that not say a swerve, but, you know, I, you said all signs point told to Seth. Mm-hmm. And again, you hear this Hollywood thing, Captain America stuff going on. Is he going to be not there all the time for this particular point in time? Could it be uh, like the highway for AJ to win the world title? Because we haven't seen AJ on TV until he came back in, in a fucking minute. He hasn't been to any championship title matches, no nothing. So it's like, I can see why Seth should win. Mm-hmm. But little parts of me say, you know what? They might go with AJ. A- am I wrong? Do you feel it's totally 100% Seth as opposed to AJ? I wouldn't say 100% Seth. I mean, like I said, I think it's pretty clear-cut Rollins will win, but I do think there's a chance AJ could pull out the victory. And Not because they will do this, but I'm just thinking in my head, the last week or so that's really kind of set in for me, that this honestly might be the last real opportunity for AJ to get a world heavyweight title or just a world title run in general in WWE. Could he eventually face Roman for the top title? Yeah. But by the time Roman loses that WWE championship, AJ will be another step closer to retirement. We honestly don't know. We don't know how much time he's had left. Um, he said a couple of years ago he'd be done when his current run was over, his current contract was over. Yeah. And his current contract seemed to end about a year ago, and he's still going, which is you know a blessing. But he could be done anytime now. I would honestly rather see him. And I've been saying, and I've been shown from the rooftops, Rollins should be world champion, and he should be. But I just think if you put the belt on AJ. You move all of the OC back over to Raw. I know they were just drafted as SmackDown, but you move them to Raw, and then maybe in exchange, SmackDown gets Cody, and you can, can rekindle the Cody and Roman thing because they're not currently on the same show. Do that in time for SummerSlam. Ideally, it'll probably be WrestleMania. Um, Rollins will win the championship. It's more a matter of when than if. And I feel like with him, he can always win the championship at some point down the road by Mania, SummerSlam, in the fall, whatever. He doesn't have to win it right now. He should. But mm-hmm. if it's AJ instead, and if it's AJ's the other option, I'd honestly go with AJ because we haven't seen AJ's champion in like five years. For Rollins, right. it's been like four, but AJ's been like five. And he may never hold a world championship again after this because he's not on Raw and he's not beating Roman. So I'd honestly put the belt on AJ as a shock win, and then Rollins stays in chase mode, but I'm pretty doubtful that's going to happen. And that's, that, that's what I feel. I think Seth could, could win the world title at, at any point in time. It's not like he needs it needs a belt you mentioned aj it's been a fucking long time since he's been any kind of champion tag i see us it don't matter it's like he, he hasn't been in a title picture in, in in so long and plus he was gone for a couple months uh during the whole wrestlemania period it's like where's, where's aj style like, okay now he pops up on the fucking drafts and everything so i think i think if i have to pick right now i think aj wins um and we'll see what 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 they do with Seth because there is money in the bank coming up i think next month 
Am I wrong? Um, it's actually in July. July first, I think. So we got like all of June. There's no pay per view, so it's about five weeks. But, right. You know, so it's, it's still a bit a, though. That's a potential for Seth to win. I, I don't know who's going to be in it or whatever, but yeah. Um, I think AJ and you, you you gave me the proper swing over here because you mentioned the fact that AJ, you know, let's say probably got three, four years, maybe five. We just don't know how many years he has mm-hmm. left uh, competing at a high level. And he was the he was the guy that in that free agency period of 2015, of like big names that can come to the company and make a, you know, make a splash and a spark. And he's been world champion and been in multiple uh, big time matches. Not really a lot of main event matches like at a WrestleMania, which is kind of surprising, but if you, and he's been there, what, eight years now, like time, time flies, eight years. Yeah. AJ's been there. Do you, how would you grade? How would you, um, you know, decipher AJ styles, total run with the company since he's been there? I mean, I think it's got to be an A, honestly, just because, or an, at least an A minus, because he hasn't consistently been a main eventer the way I would have liked, especially especially the last couple of years. Like, I know he's older and he wants to do this sort of stuff, but like, mm. they wasted a fucking year of his career teaming with Omos. I mean, <laughs> and he's not that much better off for it as Omos, and he seems like a really nice guy and whatever, but yeah. he's just not great, and he kind of wasted his time doing that. Uh, he was in the tag team division doing that for a little while. And there were other periods where he literally was just, was doing nothing. Like he was just directionless and just on the show, which mm-hmm. to me, when you have a styles, a talent in styles, how do you waste that? But overall, though, he's been there for seven or eight years now. I mean, honestly, when he came in for as much buzz as he had when he came in, st- people still, myself included, did not expect him to reach the level of success that he did just because of where he came from, how big he was or how not big he was, whatever. And he still came in. Had a great showing in his initial debut with the Rumble. Won the WWE title. Beat John Cena twice, including clean at SummerSlam, which was the ultimate endorsement. It was off to the races from there. I mean, he did have one WrestleMania main event, Asterisk. It was the first two-night mania uh, against Taker in the Boneyard match. So he has that distinction as well. He faced Taker in his final match ever in that cinematic Boneyard match, which was great. One of the best matches of 2020, I think. A low bar, but still a great match. Winning all these titles, Intercontinental title, United States. um, Like I said, the tag team titles as well. So he's had an incredibly accomplished career. Not always at a high level. Not in terms of his performing, but in terms of how he's been booked. But he's always been on TV, at least doing something. And he's he's feuded with and faced all the top names. Edge, Randy Orton, The Undertaker, John Cena, Shane McMahon. He faded. Uh, he fused Roman Reigns, faced Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, um, Ambrose, you know, a, Ambrose. He, he faced all the top names, won the title twice, and held the second held it the second time for a year. Again, for a guy that wasn't expected to really be beyond the mid card. So, pretty great career. I got to give him at least an A minus because I haven't been super happy with how he's been doing the last couple of years, just purely from a booking standpoint. But beyond that, he has superseded all expectations. Mm. Um, let me swerve over here because you mentioned Roman. Um, he will be champion for one thousand days. Uh, come tomorrow, and he's in a a tag team match for the tag titles against KO and Sammy with Solo. Um, as you see, social media and and, and you know, and then you read the tea leaves like you know what? Some fans have have probably peaked with the Bloodline storyline. Um, they feel like why it's damn near we're in may damn near june 
and we're still having Sammy involved, having KO involved. Yeah. And it's like you see the elevation of the storyline with the Uso, like the Uso are like taking a step back, or Roman might kick them out. You see that 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 part, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but you as a fan and someone who covers wrestling, um, Triple H did say they got to finish the story. What that story is, we just don't know. <laughs> so, are you in the? Are you borderline? Like, all right, I'm. I'm still, I'm still following it, the, the story, but I'm got one foot here. Like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of checked out because we, you just, you, you just don't know where it's going to go. I mean, that's exactly it. Honestly, everything you just said, I a thousand percent agree with where mm-hmm. at least right now, I, it's not that the entire bloodline story went from being great to bad. Like it wasn't yeah. an overnight thing. It's not even bad right now. There's still one of the better parts of, SmackDown when they're on the show. The problem is that Roman disappeared for over a month. Now he's back doing a tag team title thing. The Usos thing I like. The tension being teased there I like, like you said. What I don't like is that Owens and Zayn are still fucking involved. Um, And I think they're great. The problem is that they kind of got their moment. Like you said, finish the story Triple H has said. I mean, they beat the Usos twice. They already beat them at WrestleMania. They already won the tag titles. They should be off doing their new thing. On to the next thing, you know, by this point. And they're just not yet. Um, I mean, it should be a great match. But when I think the worst part about it, and I will not stop complaining about this. And I mean, I know every time we've done a show, I've mentioned Jinder Mahal should have never won the WWE title. This is that new thing. And that Roman Reigns should have lost to Cody at WrestleMania. Because literally everything we've seen since WrestleMania, dude, could have been the exact same thing if Cody was champion. This Cody and Brock feud right now could be for the WWE title. And you could still have the World Heavyweight Championship if Roman just retired one of his two titles that, like, the Universal titles, like, who gives a shit anyway? Um, They could have rebranded it, gotten rid of it, merged the two titles, whatever the fuck. You could have still started the World Heavyweight title thing. You could also still be doing Roman and Solo against Owens and Zayn for the tag titles, which I'm still not a fan of. You could still be doing that if Roman was not champion. So, I don't know. Him reaching a thousand days, they're not even making a big deal about it right now anyway. So, -hmm. what was even the fucking point? Um, I still think Cody should have won it. I still think he can win it. It's more a matter of when at this point. Then there needs to be an end in sight. Maybe the idea is is that Roman will lose his entire bloodline before he can finally lose. It's a good story to tell, but how long is it going to take? When Roman's not on the show consistently, it kind of hinders how much storytelling you can really do. Like we might be left with a month where Roman's not on the show, and the story can't really move forward without any interaction between the Usos and Roman. That's the problem. So I am kind of checked out. I am ready, not for the story to be over, because it's still the best thing going in wrestling right now, I would say, but they need to progress it forward. What is next? And I thought what was next was Roman losing the championships and then him losing his mind or whatever, but they're clearly going a different direction, and that's fine, but there mm-hmm. needs to be an end in sight. They can't just keep going to the same um, you know, miles per hour for the next fucking six months, the same rate without any progression whatsoever. Yeah, basically they put themselves in a corner, because now you see, could Roman hold a belt to WrestleMania 40? That's another fucking X amount of days. Yeah. Um, you just don't know what they're going to do with Solo because he seems to be like the big question mark of like, all right, I know Uso is going to be over here. Maybe Jay comes Solo or oh, no pun intended. Like he leaves yeah. or whatever. But then Solo is like, you know, what about me? Like maybe I'm... Maybe the true heel. Maybe I'm, yeah. I'm the true good guy. That's the part we just don't know in this whole storyline. Yeah, no, with Solo's role in the whole thing, it's interesting. Um, 
where he kind of lies. And I think that's where they're headed with this, where the Usos end up leaving Roman, mm-hmm. kind of emancipate themselves from the bloodline, so to speak. And then with Solo, what does he do? Does he stick with Roman or does he stick with the Usos? I think he sticks with Roman initially. Mm-hmm. And then he ends up leaving <clears throat> Roman and goes back with his brothers or whatever. The problem, the only thing I would say to that, though, is that if they do that, that's cool, that's great, that's intriguing, compelling. I don't want Solo to be the one to beat Roman Reigns for the championship. I've seen people say that. I don't want to fucking see that. He's not bad at all. Solo is definitely one of the best call-ups, and if not ever, not the best call-up, but like one of the best call-ups in the last number of years because they've put him in a main event position from night fucking one. He's Mm -hmm. been protected. He's, He's over with the bloodline. He's doing something of relevance and he's good. It's not like he's terrible and they're just putting right. him in the spot because he's related to them. No, he's he's deserving of the push. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I don't want to see them rush him in a main event contention contention where he wins the championships from Roman Reigns. I don't see him as the guy. I've said this a million times, but whoever beats Roman Reigns has got to be positioned as the guy. Cody, to me, checks all those boxes. He's right. never been world champion before. He's not established. I mean, he is established, but he's not main event world title established yet. Um, mm-hmm. he's a fresher face. Oh, you can check all those boxes. Solo mm-hmm. is not ready yet. He's a new guy, which is great. It's not like it's Brock beating Roman, but he's just, and if, what is he going to be ready in a year? Like we can't have Roman as champion for another year. And I, I just don't like that idea. Anyway, solo works better in the Umaga enforcer heel role than he would as like a Batista breaking away from evolution. That's kind mm-hmm. of the, uh, comparison I can make. Well, Graham, breaking news, be prepared for Roman Reigns to be world champion until maybe WrestleMania 40. <laughs> oh, no, I, I know that. I know that. I just don't want Solo to be the one to beat him. But I think I, I am. I agree, though. I think Roman will probably hold it till Mania. People don't want to hear that. I don't want to yeah. fucking hear that, but it's probably going to happen. Got it. A uh, few more things. I read somewhere today that, uh, again, Money to Bank coming up in July, two months from now. Uh, don't know who's involved, but a couple yep. of names of like who could be the guy to win it um and one name was dominic mysterio so i i know dominic gets a lot of heat which is good for him um people on social love him people on social hate him he's bipolar um a polarizing figure um when it comes to the fans uh and has been getting better in the ring on the mic and everything but again don't know who else might be involved but do you see him maybe not as the money to bank winner well, what do you think is his potential ceiling going forward for him? That's that's the question right now. I think he did amazing work during the Ray feud. And not that yeah. he hasn't done amazing work lately. He's done very well for himself. It's clear they're just killing time with him until Money in the Bank. He's beaten Xavier Woods twice on Raw. He beat Apollo Crews this past week on Raw, picking up wins, albeit cheating. But, I mean, that's kind of the point. He's a heel, whatever. That's right. Um, He will be in the match. I can almost guarantee that I'd be shocked if he wasn't. I don't think he should win. Would it be good for heat purposes if he won? Yeah, I mean, people would, I mean, he already gets great heat, but the heat would be off the charts if he wins the briefcase and people don't want to see that, blah, blah, blah. I get that. Um, I don't know. I just don't see him cashing in successfully. So for, for me, it's kind of a waste. Could you have him win and then he cashes in and then he loses? Here's the problem. I mean, listen, we just did that shit with Theory last year. He cashed it in on a fucking mid-card title and he still lost like a loser. And, and he's Baron still in Corbin, the process. Right? Didn't, didn't Baron do the same thing? Bar- yeah, well, Baron cashed in for the world title. I mean, which okay. was, I mean, Ro- Theory cashed in for a mid-card title, which is even worse, for the fucking <laughs> U.S. title. Um, but yes, Baron cashed in, lost. 
I don't know who won it two years ago. Big E, you know, won and cashed in, which was good. But, I mean, they're just coming off the stench of last year with Theory. They can't do that again. And I don't want Mysterio winning the World Heavyweight Championship either or the WWE title. So, I honestly would put him in the match, maybe tease him winning, but not actually go through with it. Yeah. Um, there were two names I was thinking of. Well, one, he's not even remotely close to the main event scene right now, but he is ready, and I think he would work in that spot because he's over, and that's L.A. Knight. To me, I see him as a main event guy. They're not fucking doing anything with him, despite the fact he's actually over. Most of the roster is not over. They have a guy that is over, and they're not doing shit with him. So explain that one to me. That's fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, there was him, and there was like someone else, and I don't really remember right now, but L.A. Knight would lead, them, would lead my list. Solo's a possibility. I don't really want to see that. Or any of the Usos. Maybe you could have Jay win and then T's cashing in on Roman. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, for me right now, it's LA Knight. I think there was someone else I'm not really... I mean, Gunther's a possibility, but he's already the Intercontinental Champion, so probably right. not. Um, Riddle, no. I mean, I'd have to go through the roster, but right now, LA Knight's my number one, but I'm I'm pretty positive. That's, that's not happening, though, so I'm already kind of checked out on that. I mean, there's again, there's Dom. There's Cody, obviously. There's... Um... Montez Ford, a dark horse, Montez maybe? Montez Ford, Damian Priest. Oh, Damian Priest is a good one, yeah. Um, I don't see Edge. So it's not it's not much by Bobby Lashley. Uh, yeah, it's not much to uh, pretty much go around. Uh, Jay, Jay Uso. There's, there's yeah. so, I don't know who's going to be involved. So, um, well, I'm, that, I'm sorry. That's the other person, though, Cody. Cody, I would have win, obviously. Yeah. And then he goes to SmackDown and faces Roman. That was the name I was thinking of. I don't think it'll be either person, but Cody or LA Knight would be my favorite picks, personally. And that's why you think that eventual switch would come if AJ wins the world title, he goes to Raw, and the trade-off is Cody going to SmackDown. I think it's wishful thinking because I don't think that actually happens. But Triple H did say during the draft that trades can happen. We just haven't seen it yet. And not mm-hmm. only that, but um, you can't have AJ win the title, which he can and he should but you can't have him win the title and go to raw and then smackdown gets no one in return that's kind of fucking unfair so they kind of need to take some talent uh i would give them i think cody and aj with the oc is a fair trade-off or rollins but it would probably be cody yeah uh a few more things we also mentioned double nothing coming up this sunday they got nine matches on the card um MJF world title fatal four way you got adam cole jericho you got the blackpool combat against the elite so a lot of interesting matchups listen i'll be the first one to tell you i haven't seen much of AEW in 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 quite a while a lot of shit going on but i might tap in here and there so you gotta help me out here so which match of matches are you looking uh, forward to for double or nothing and the top matches really um i mean i didn't like anarchy in the arena last year i just thought it was a fucking mess but most people liked it so it should be an interesting match if nothing else between the elite and black bull combat club i'm actually looking forward to adam cole and chris jericho the unsanctioned match. Uh, a lot of what Jericho's done in the last year or two, I just don't give a shit about at all. Um, and not that he's not good, but just the feuds tend to drag on forever. Whoever he works with doesn't really benefit as much as I think he thinks they do. Um, but I think this should be a good match. The feud's been well done. The main event should be good. There's no chance in hell MJF loses that world championship, nor should he. So that kind of hurts that, assuming that is the main event. Um, but it, it should be solid uh, mm-hmm. between MJF, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jack Perry. The latter match should be good. The TNT title match between Wardlow and Christian. I would not change the title. Wardlow's already dropped it twice, and he's just not as over as he was a year ago. I would have him win, but that should be a good match. Um, Jamie Hader and Tony Storm, they've worked very well together in the past. Jamie beat Tony for the title six months ago, running that back. That should be a great match. 
Um, the Battle Royal is has uh, got some stars in there. That should be a fun match. So AEW's weekly product is not overly exciting consistently. Neither is WWE's. But I think people say that AEW is a better product. And sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. A lot of the shows just don't have the same must-see vibe about them for AEW that they did a year or two ago. That's the problem for me. Um, that being said, though, their weekly product, although questionable, and Punk is probably on his way back, too. Forgot to mention that. Uh, in Chicago in June, which should be interesting. But at least the pay-per-views are always great. The pay-per-views, for the most part, there isn't typically a bad show. There's some shows I would say were much weaker than others, but never have I watched the show and said that was fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, they're typically, usually a little long, but they're typically always pretty good. So I think this will be another great show as they have their sights set on, honestly, the bigger events, all in in August, all out in September and the uh, Forbidden Door show in June. They have a lot of stuff coming up that I feel like is even more exciting than what we're getting this weekend with AEW. So the all-in the all is the one at Wembley, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, and that's in okay. late August. Yep. So you mentioned Punk. This is probably... Uh, all right, so this is uh, 2.0. Punk and AEW 2.0. Yep. Um, should be the interesting. Second coming. The second coming. Uh, should be interesting to see what they do with him, um, how long he will be there for this 2.0 run. Um I think I kept seeing he's going to be like the main focal point of Collision, the new show that that uh, that, that they're going to have. Um, but if you had the pen, if you had the paper, like how do you how do you deal with Punk? I'm not saying he was like a bad guy, but like all right, you know, you're bringing him back, and we we know the whole story, the whole ordeal with the elite. But how do you carefully manage CM Punk this time around? It's interesting. I mean, the fact that they're doing not a brand split, but they're giving Punk his own show because of backstage issues with the elite and whatnot, among other people, is just so fucking dumb. It's bound to backfire. Kind of already has. They were building the show around Punk, and then there was a hold up with him like a week ago with a steal being brought. I don't know. It's it's a mess, dude. And I love Punk. I'm like one of the biggest Punk fans. I'm not a Punk apologist necessarily, but I'm a Punk fan. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I mean, this whole thing is dumb. It's stupid. And he's not just in the fault either. It's Tony Khan's fault. It's the elite's fault. It's the company's Everybody, fault. Yeah. It's pretty much everyone's at fault. Exactly. Um, you can divide it how you will. But, you know, still, I think Punk being back is a plus. And I've said before, and again, people may not want to agree with it. AEW doesn't need Punk. They really don't need any one person. No company really needs one person. I think that that just needs to be said. I don't think AEW will fail if they don't have Punk. He will be a huge help, I think, but he won't. They won't fail without him because they were doing well, just you know, fine before he came in. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I don't know if he's worth the backstage bullshit. Is the thing, whether it be his fault or other people's fault or whatever, I don't know if it's worth it. So, probably won't be the last headache they have with him. Is whatever happened just recently? There, there's probably more to come. Um, but him being back, listen, I'm looking forward to it. I think him being on that collision show will be cool. You got a pretty good roster seemingly set up for that show. Thunder Rosa, Miro, Andrade, Hobbs, Samoa Joe, uh, among other people, FTR, maybe MJF. So there's a, there's a decent amount of stars there. People that we haven't really seen on the main show in a while, which is kind of funny, but um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what it brings and what he does when he comes back. I've heard he wants to work with Samoa Joe, which sounds pretty fucking cool. You could sign me up on that, but uh. Yeah, I don't know. It should be a very interesting summer. AEW summer seasons are typically pretty pretty interesting. And how it compares to the first time, the first time kind of felt like a honeymoon phase where there really wasn't anything wrong with Punk being back for a good nine to ten months, and then he got hurt, and then he comes back, and then there's drama, and then there's this. Um, I don't think we're ever going back to that, but if they can at least tread this line carefully and they don't, you know, 
set off any uh any any bombs with punk or anything like yeah. that then uh any landmines no, any any, <laughs> any pipe bombs exactly well said then uh hopefully it should be fine but i'm not i'm tempering my expectations let's put it that way so i i'll, I'll, I'll wrap up with this so with him with him coming back and just seeing like it's a again i hope tony khan would see this as a way to like bring on fantastic television make make money so obviously yep. there is or the maybe there is slash was beef with punk and the elite and the omegas and the and the young bucks and hangman i i get all that so when we see like mcmahon they they take the backstage stuff and then put it on tv like edge and Lita, the, 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 the beef with edge and john cena there's so many different beefs going Sean on and Brett, yeah. sean and brett sean and taker like there's a strong jamie <laughs> anybody <laughs> yeah. um and they put it on tv and they made compelling storylines and they made a lot of money um i just hope to see that if punk come when 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 punk comes back don't just like keep him away from the elite keep him away from yeah. old man no you you gotta no, exactly yeah you gotta get him in the ring with with hangman you gotta get punk against omega you gotta get mm -hmm. a tag with the ftr and the elite you you gotta do yeah. it if could because if you don't you're really wasting that this new opportunity that you have yeah no listen that's the problem though i don't think they're going to go that route because i think legally they can't because i think with the brawl out situation last september I don't think they can even mention him on TV. Can Punk mention them or them mention Punk or whatever, which is just complete bullshit. I'm of the Damn. same mindset as well, that they should work together, make money together, whatever. I mean, that's the best story you can tell. How do you bring Punk back? I mean, they already brought the Elite back and kind of ignored the whole thing. They were gone for two months. How do you bring Punk back and ignore what happened and ignore mm -hmm. the reason why he was gone for nine months? I, I said you can't, but they're going to. Um Again, I don't know if that's a creative decision, though, is the problem. I just think with the lawsuit being what it is, and it's pretty fucking ugly, if they can't even talk about each other, like there can't even be contact between the two sides. Now, I know I know, Punk met with Jericho, I think, reportedly, and they mended fences that got over it. I think you can maybe go into that. I don't want them to. We've seen Punk and Jericho a million fucking times. I'd rather see Joe and Punk or something. Um I could see Jericho wanting to bring up their issues because they did have issues. Punk, you know, called them out on Twitter and then Jericho responded. It was a whole mess a couple months ago. And even when this whole thing started late last year, Jericho calling Punk a cancer or some shit. Yeah. Um, you can delve into that and, and bring those issues to light because there is no lawsuit there. But with the Bucks and Omega working with Punk, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's the right main event for All In. Legally, I don't think they can. And I'm not sure if they would even want to. Punk, maybe. I don't know about the box. I don't know them personally, so I have no idea. But that's disappointing, though. I agree. I feel like it's wrestling. You should be able to capitalize off of it. I'm just not sure that they will, and I'm not even expecting them to, which is very disappointing because that is the biggest match you can possibly do at this point is Punk and Omega or Punk and, like, FTR versus the Elite. I mean, that's what that's the shit that you do. But instead, Tony Khan's like, all right, we got to keep you guys apart, so here's one show for you guys and one show for you guys. I think it's fucking ridiculous, but... It is what it is, and that's just the situation, unfortunately, that we're in right now. My last point, Graham, before I get you out of here, I saw a recent podcast with uh, Aria Hawani. Uh, he had um, Hall of Famer Hulk Hogan on there. And just to kind of sum it down, he, I think Ariel asked him, does a great job, by the way. He asked him, 
paraphrasing like you know would do you do you want would you would you want one more run or one more match do you still have it in you hogan's like 70 years old by the way um and then hogan was saying that he never really had like that that farewell retirement match like the, the end all be all this is it for me and ariel asked him like all right if you had to pick someone who would you pick <laughs> and hogan said if he would get in the ring with me i would pick stone cold steve austin and I, so I'm seeing your face. I'm assuming you you haven't heard or seen this podcast yet. I have not. No, I've heard of it. I didn't see. So the, it, I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah, it's recent. It was on the the MMA hour like two days ago. I, I yeah. chimed in like, oh shit, he would pick Stone Cold. And yeah. seeing what Stone Cold did with KO and all that the last couple of years, it's like, all right, one, I already know your answer, but like, would you want to see that? Two, how would it play out? Seeing a 70-year-old guy and, and a 59-year-old Stone Cold. Obviously, this match should have been done a long time ago. But because he did say Shane called him for WrestleMania uh, uh, 39 um, to see what Hogan was doing and getting shaped and stuff like that. So so Hogan right now said if he wants to do anything going forward, like a retirement match, it would be with Stone Cold. Um, would you... <laughs> Hogan Stone Cold WrestleMania forty to some degree is that even on the list of maybe that could be enticing for you as a fan to watch? That sounds fucking awful. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> Hogan will be Hogan. I mean, I, I honestly don't even think Steve Austin would want that. You have two sides of the coin there. You have Austin, who is the pickiest individual ever, and understandably so as far as wanting his match comeback matches to be perfect. That's why he wasn't there this year. He was busy anyway, but you know, like last year, the, the match with Owens almost didn't even happen. It took him a couple yeah. different creative pitches for them to convince him. All right. For him to be convinced. All right. I'm willing to do this and ended up going perfectly on the other end of the token. You have Hogan who is willing to accept literally anything to get back in the ring. And he's over 10 years older. Um, that's a hard fucking no for me. Uh, that would be terrible. I don't know what he, Hogan would even do physically. I mean, it, WWE reportedly did not even want Hogan coming back in the ring when he came back to the company initially almost 10 years ago in 2014. Hogan has not wrestled a match, I don't think, since 20-fucking-12, over 10 years ago. And even then it was embarrassing, the shit that he was doing in TNA. Um, he's greatly hindered his own legacy in more ways than one. I don't think WWE would do that. I don't think Steve Austin would want to do that, and Hogan would be pulling a Ric Flair where he's risking life and death by even stepping into the ring, specifically with all of his back in injuries. The guy can barely walk, apparently. So um, that's a hard fucking no. The fact that he didn't have his own retirement match, honestly, is his own problem because he could have, but he just kept coming back. Like Mick Foley is the same issue, and Mick Foley is a lot more understanding of the situation. He could have mm. had his retirement match, but he kept coming back. And Hogan could have been the same way, but Ric Flair, same thing. He had his last match, and he might even wrestle again. It's like, dude, give it a fucking break. But uh, yeah, yep, that's the uh, that that's the answer for me. And under no circumstance can you convince me otherwise. That would be something I would want to see Hogan against literally anyone. Maybe maybe they were wondering if what if he was working out or whatever for Mania Thirty Nine. If he wanted to come in and like beat up the fucking Miz, because I know like Shane did that and yeah. Snoop Dogg did that. Maybe that's what they were talking about. But other than that. Yeah. There was literally no reason for Hogan to ever be physically involved with anything ever again. And then Shane came back and fucked his whole leg up. <laughs> Shane is the same way. I I feel less the same way about Shane, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Shane should also not be in the ring at this point. That was I groaned when he came out, and I 
I don't want to say I laughed when he got hurt because it sucked. And I'm like, man, yeah. that, that's a bummer. But I'm also like, damn, this is fucking karma. I'm not saying it's his fault, but like, why is he even out there? The guy shouldn't even be out there. It's it's a joke at this point. Let's move on. Exactly. All right. So again, we got uh, Night of Champions. You got NXT. You got uh, AEW all this weekend. You got NBA playoffs going on. So a very busy weekend of sports. Um, Graham Matthews. Thank you, man. Always appreciated. Find Graham at Wrestle Rant on Twitter. Great work for both Bleacher Report and Fan Sided Daily DDT. Find myself, Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, letter J-C-R-U-Z on both uh, Twitter and uh, IG. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on Amazon Music, as well as YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Go ahead, download, rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Show some love and support for the program. Also on TikTok at 2 out of, out of 3 fours Pod and Wrestling Basement Pod. So, Graham Matthews, my man, love you, bro. Always appreciate it. I know we'll catch up soon. Much love, brother. Appreciate it as always, and uh, have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. Adios. All right.